What's the most important thing to your patients? I think it's that they look the way they feel on the inside. And in most situations, patients want to look positive. There are 10 injection points that you must know in order to do this. And that's what we'll be discussing today on the Aesthetics Mastery Show. So why is knowing this so important? Well, before I dive in, don't forget to give us a like if you're enjoying this kind of content and I'll do more of it. When I ask a patient how I can help them, often the first thing they do is tell me a treatment plan that they have in mind. And when I ask them why they want that, that is when the real consultation starts. Because within the first few minutes, most older patients will describe how their face is not matching what they feel on the inside. There's a challenge to their identity. And this is almost always associated in some way with expression. You cannot design a medically justifiable treatment plan without this information. So consultation, as always, is key. This is much more important than just an interesting way of understanding the face. The deepest philosophical divide in the public discourse about what we do in medical aesthetics resides around the issue of whether your appearance is part of your health or not. To understand this, we must ask ourselves, what is the function of your face? Now, of course, there are two main functions. We have mastication. So most of the lateral part of your face is about mastication. Obviously, you've got a hole in the middle to put food into as well and communicate through. But communication is the most important after those fundamental functions. We are constantly communicating attitude, mood, age, gender, health, and all of these things affect how other people relate to us. Communication at its basis is about collaboration. It enables us to collaborate with other people. And collaboration is how we as a species survive. We build trust and then we trade resources in an endless battle against nature. No man is an island, as they say, and we need each other and we need to accurately communicate to efficiently collaborate and survive better. Now, the second or third patient I ever saw taught me this at age 92 because she booked in for a treatment, botulinum toxin. And I remember thinking, how am I going to make a 92 year old look younger in any meaningful way? And I asked myself that silly question because I didn't understand yet what medical aesthetics is all about. In fact, she told me that the purpose of her treatment, the reason that she attended, was because she wanted to frown less on the bus, which then she hoped would enable other people to approach her more easily because they didn't feel that she was in a, in a bad mood. And that really changed how I thought about medical aesthetics forever after. How lucky was I to get that as my second or third patient? So expressions are a survival tool. We must know how aging distorts the messages that we transmit and how this affects the ability of the person to accurately non-verbally communicate and therefore collaborate with others. It makes me so sad when older people put off treatment because they think it means they are vain. Most of them just want to get the inside and the outside in alignment for as long as possible, which I think is a survival instinct and not vanity. So what are the points of expression that we can modify? Now, the most obvious, of course, is the one I've already mentioned my older patient had, which is frown lines. We all treat frown lines on most days, but we also have some more subtle and interesting signs of neg negative expression, which I'm going to cover. The second is descent of the lateral eyebrow. So this is associated with a sense of concern. Heaviness at the side, particularly frowning in the middle, makes patients look concerned. This also happens as you get older because your brow naturally descends. 
There's also a combination of the two. In fact, this has a name in psychiatry, which is the Amiga sign or the Varaguth sign. In the early 1900s, Otto Varaguth actually described this pattern of lines in the forehead and pointed out how it was often associated with grief, sadness, and depression. Tear troughs also appear, and this, I think, sometimes makes patients look angry. Have you ever noticed how tear troughs make people look angry? Usually we think of it as a sign of tiredness, but I actually noticed this once when I was seeing a picture of Theresa May and she looked very angry, but she wasn't frowning. And I realized that when you tilt your head down, which is an aggressive posture, this normally highlights your tear trough, which we interpret as aggression, when in actual fact, it could just be a depleted fat pad. Number five is an interesting one I only recently spotted. A hypertonic inframedial orbicularis oculi muscle that basically means your eyes are slightly narrowing, which is also associated with aggression. The narrowing of the eyes is simply caused by loss of a fat pad, which can be at the lateral lytic junction or the cheek, and we can, of course, restore that. Number six is the nasolabial snarl. So it gives a sense of disgust or anger when this muscle is pulling up and casting a shadow because it's also one of the negative expressions that we do. This happens as you lose volume in the midface. Number seven is pursed lips. So these are associated with anger as well. You can see it in children and that makes it much clearer or adults, but adults get it just when they've lost volume in their lips and the hypertonic orbicularis oris muscle simply makes that look more obvious when they're actually not feeling negative. Number eight is the downturn mouth. So just a sense of grumpiness or sadness caused by a shadow, also by increased tone in the depressor angularis oris. Number nine is a more subtle sign, which is the chin crease. If you think about a grumpy child, for example, they rotate their chin upwards and the lip down, and this creates a sense of grumpiness, which also in the, in the adult, if they have a crease that's left there, gives a subtle sign that they are in a negative state when in fact they are not. Number 10 is the jowl. I think sometimes the jowl creates a sense if you imagine someone sulking, there's a heaviness to their, mid, to their mid face and a jowl can create that sense in people who are not feeling that way. These are all the signs of aging that naturally cause a negative aura. Isn't it sad that aging doesn't make you look happy? It makes you look sad. And this is a risk to our patient's health. So let's have a look at a couple of cases. This patient has had no botulinum toxin treatment. In fact, this was all taken immediately after the procedure. And instead, what I've done is revolumize her forehead, including underneath her, underneath her labella crease with a cannula. We did lateral frontal fat pad and we did temples. And as you can see, it's created a lift to her eyebrows and reduced that sense of tension in her mid face. There's a subtle sign like we discussed earlier about the Amiga sign. And this is a little bit present in her face, but immediately relieved just by replacing the volume. We've also treated her tear trough, which also gives a sense of relaxation and positivity to her eyes. This second case is a really good example of what you can do in the lower face to improve your patient's aura, as I call it. So if you have a look in her case, it's the nasolabial fold, that's a big component of what we see. But I, it is also in this case that I noticed how that pull at the inner canthus can make the eyes look narrowed and slightly irritated, when in actual fact, as soon as you relax that muscle in that area by adding some volume, that effect disappears. You can also see what a big difference it makes to treat the lips. So in her case, we specifically treated top and bottom lips in a way that would firstly decrease the resting tone of that orbicularis oris muscle, which has a slight sense of pursing the lips. So we've made the mouth a little bit wider, but also injected at the oral commissures so that she has a slight lift. Instead of a slight downturn to her mouth, it is now neutral. 
and combining that um, with the other treatments, it's one of the biggest parts of making her look more positive. Her chin has also been treated and you can see the mentolabial crease is softened, jawline is a little bit straighter and the chin is slightly pulled down and narrowed and this all adds to that overall sense of wellness that you can hopefully see quite clearly in this before and after picture. So our job in medical aesthetics is to help make our patients healthier and we do this by maximizing their ability to collaborate well with others and we do this by improving their appearance and making sure that the inside matches the outside. We can do this most easily by softening negative expressions because negative expressions can make people less likely to collaborate with you. In fact, if you haven't already noticed this, you will see some people, particularly with heavy frown lines or some of these other signs of aging, can create a feeling in you of caution. I remember it many years ago, patients that uh, worked in a venue that I used to attend and I thought that she didn't like me for quite a long time. Eventually she booked in for a consultation and her whole issue was this strong frown line that she developed which she thought made people misinterpret her. So this is happening all the time that people unconsciously make the wrong assessment of people because of aging. Remember this is a two-way street. We are both trying to help people feel better on the inside so you improve their confidence so that they can engage more confidently with others but we also want them to be received well by the herd and these are our two duties that we need to balance as healthcare professionals. We can maintain appearance and maximize psychosocial health and isn't that all so much more interesting than just thinking we treat vain people? People are much more interesting than that and we're all just trying to survive. That's how I see 99% of my patients and we do part of that by maintaining our appearance. So what do you think? Is this how you think about your patients or have you learned something different today? Let us know in the comments down below.